Hello, and welcome back to American Youth. My name is Dustin Oliver. Um, So this is the continuation of what I started last week, which is kind of a look into Atlanta's underground art scene, which I figured out after doing both the interviews that I have for you, I figured out that there's so much more to it than what I'm even able to scratch right now. Um, So I hope that in the future I can take like another look or a more in-depth look and Hopefully, maybe learn something myself and come back and talk about it. But um, there's this whole interesting world in Atlanta with art. Um, and if anyone's ever been to the city, you, you know, you kind of drive through our cities and our neighborhoods and you notice that there's art everywhere. Um, there's murals everywhere. There's uh, stickers sti- like just placed everywhere. I mean, there's there's so much art that's going on in the city. Um surrounding the city everywhere i mean the graffiti i mean it's all it's everywhere it's and it's it's really really interesting and it's really really cool and i encourage anybody who's ever in the atlanta area to kind of stop through and go through our neighborhoods maybe even like google it there's a lot of really cool places you can google about like atlanta's art scene and stuff um but i live in atlanta and i'm from atlanta and i've never actually like really really dived into it and now that i've been diving into it uh last week and this week and kind of talking to a couple of people and um getting myself more familiar with the topic, I found out so much about Atlanta's art scene that I didn't know before. Um, and I can't, I just, I wish I could go deeper into it, um, like on the show, but I, I would need like a visual. It's, I mean, it's art, you know? Um, so maybe later down the road, I'll, I'll bring that back up and do something visual with it, which would be really cool. But, um, today I'm actually talking with another artist. Her name is Kelly. Um, she, on Instagram, she's Kelly Free Spirit. Um, she is talented, y'all. Like, she's talented. Like, this girl does not play. When I went over to her house, well, so first off, we've, we knew each other, we've met each other about, like, four years ago, probably. Like, four or five years ago. Um, and we actually worked together (laughs) at Red Lobster. (laughs) We were both waiters there. This is, like, forever ago. We were both waiters there at Red Lobster, and we met, and we just got along really, really well, and it was really funny, and I remember um, every now and then I would, like, give her a ride home, and it was, I mean, we just, it was really fun, so whenever she left, I was like, damn, that sucks, and I actually went and got a job with her, Um, so she was working at a different place over on the north side of town, and I went and interviewed at this restaurant, got hired because she said, oh, you know, I'm working here. This is what I'm doing. So they hired me. And then when I started, she tells me like, oh, well, I left. I don't work there anymore. So this is back in my irresponsible days. I, w- I wouldn't do this now. But so I was just like, OK, and I just stopped going. <laughs> so um, I was like, well, if I don't know anyone here, this is really far from my house. And I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want to come up here if Kelly's not going to be here. So. We hung out a couple of times after we worked together, and then we have just been disconnected for a while. Um, for a couple of years, I haven't seen her in a couple of years, and we've always been planning to get together and to do something, and um, I'm really, really excited that I got to sit down and talk with her. It was so cool. I walk into her house, and she's got her pieces. There's There was like three specific pieces that were in the house, and then she kind of showed me a piece that she's working on, um, and they're just, they're full of color. Um, they're full of life they're 
I mean, honestly, it's really, really good. And this is another one that I want to kind of plug her Instagram before we go into the interview because I think it would be good to look at her artwork and to kind of be familiar with it. Her Instagram is Kelly Free Spirit 333. So it's K E L L Y F R E E S P I R I T 333. Um, and if you go look at her page, you could see some of her pieces. I mean, and you can kind of understand what we're talking about a little bit. We go into a lot of things. We talk about um, her cultural influence and her art. We talk about um, art shows. We talk about kind of a situation that she had been in where she had to do a little something to get money that was owed to her. Nothing bad. Nothing Cardi B like. Nothing bad. Um, but no, uh, Kelly is really like the coolest person ever. And I'm really, really excited to sit down and talk with her. Um, and I've realized how much I love artists, um, and how interesting and creative they are. Um, but yeah, so this is kind of the continue, the continuation of last week. This is part two of looking at Atlanta's underground art. And I'm going to come back to this in the future because there's so much that could be said with Atlanta's art scene. Um, and I hope to go to other cities and explore other cities, art scenes and talk, you know, there's only, there's so much that could be done with it. But anyway, um, let me stop rambling. I'm going to go right into the interview because Kelly is literally like the coolest person ever um so this is my interview with kelly free spirit uh this week on american youth It's it's funny because I wanted like I wanted to say this. Hey Kelly, Hi. Um, I wanted to say this. Um, so we worked at Red Lobster together like five years ago. That's right. We worked together for like three months <laughs> um, before you ended up leaving, and I was like, what, what? And I remember like the first thing we ever said to each other was right after like when Nicki Minaj like called out Miley Cyrus at the VMAs, and yep. she's like, Miley, what's good? And we just, like, I, I think you said that or whatever. And yep. I freaked out because I was like, oh, my God. Because, you know, Nicki Minaj is my queen. I remember. Um, I remember, I believe, riding is. with you. And oh. I think listening to, like, Nicki Minaj. Yeah. I definitely remember that. I oh, love I'm Nicki. sure. I love her so much. Me, oh, my God. You, I become her. Like, She's in the still shower, the queen. I am her. Yes. Um, <laughs> like, literally, I turn her music on and I'm like. I full on do performances, especially like Barbie Dreams that just came out. Oh, okay. Like I've been really feeling myself on that one. Yeah, to be honest, I haven't listened to her recent stuff, but I respect her moves and I love her voice. I love all her different mm -hmm. characters. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just totally inspired by her. So yeah, I think she's I think she's great. But anyway, let's enough about Nicki Minaj. I know she's listening to this, so sorry, Nicki. But um, <laughs> anyway, so Kelly, you're an artist. You what, like so. What is your earliest memory of painting? Because from as long as I've known you, which has been a couple of years, you you've always been painting and drawing or doing something. So, like, what what do you when did you get into that? Like, at what point were you like, I want to paint? I was always creative. So I remember being in art class, you know, in elementary school, and just being very attracted to the colors, like grabbing a crayon and not being able to stop. The bell rings. I'm like, I don't want to leave. So um, I remember just learning different techniques, like hanging a sheet on the wall, like with the nail and like learning how to do all of like the details and the shadows and the crevices of the fabric. Um, I also remember selling, is that my mom? Yeah. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna, <laughs> mom was featured up right, a little right. bit there. Um, 
but no, yeah. So you you were really interested in like kind of like how the painting or not painting, what you were drawing and shapes and shadows. Mm -hmm. I, I started. Um, I guess like every artist starts learning how to draw still life at first. So this was like Ellie, like early elementary learning how to draw. Um, and I really, this is a memory that's definitely stuck in my head was like drawing these girls with like big, like hips and like tennis shoes and like long, like braids. And I would sell them on my bus for a dollar. And I was like, Oh, okay, mm -hmm. I got something going here. <laughs> you got a little, little entrepreneur. Well, I mean, and also like, back like back in like high school and stuff and like elementary school and middle school like a dollar was worth so much you exactly. know you're like, like you could buy the ice cream or you could get the slushie exactly. or whatever you know so when lunch came i would go to that vending machine and i would be mm -hmm. so happy and the so. school gets it right back right um, <laughs> <laughs> no i have you noticed i want to like speaking of like selling things for dollars it's a little bit off but have you seen like the kids that like on the side of the street are selling, selling water, water? Mm -hmm. yeah trying to get their hustle on. yeah i know and i love that they started doing it. i used to live like over in south um southwest atlanta for a little bit and i saw like i saw it so much and i don't really see it that much you like where i am the muslims on the corner with the fruit i haven't seen that oh, okay yeah sell, selling, that selling newspaper in the west end i'll have to check that out yeah um but no i always like hand them a couple dollars just because i'm like i'm just like i just respect that so much you know like um being out there trying to hustle trying yeah to do doing your thing respectable yeah. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but no so like what so you have like we're sitting in this room and you just showed me this like piece that you're working on yes um so there's so much color in all of your paintings. Like, mm -hmm. do you, like, what is it about color that draws you? Is, is there something you could like, is like a way you could put into words? Um, sometimes it's definitely something that is deeply intuitive. So I definitely have a structure of how I want to position colors, but a lot of times I just start drawing or I start painting and I let the colors speak to me. I definitely love contrast. So like deep yellows and reds, blues and greens. I don't use a lot of black. Um, if I do use a lot of black, there there is a lot of like color in the painting. But I love just how you feel looking at certain colors, like walking into like a blue room or a yellow room. You know, it definitely has um, an effect on your vibration, mm -hmm. um, on on your subconscious thoughts. And um, just how you view life and how you view your reality, like images, media, all of those things really do like predict how we live, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that when you see colors invoke like emotions. So when you see a lot of a lot of color, it definitely like it, it, it brings like a happy. Yeah. I mean, I, I think when you're walking in, you like you're it's it's. I, I don't know if I can relate it with an emotion, but I just, it's nice to look at, mm. <laughs> you know? It's and like, it's good to have art that invokes different emotions. Like, um, so like that Black Panther that I have over there, some people are kind of frightened by the eyes because they're so piercing. Um, they're like, whoa, okay. Yeah, I mean, I know intense. that <laughs> I wouldn't want that above my bed. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and some things, you know, like my grandmother, people are like, oh, that's lovely. So I, people do what they want with art you know a lot of it like like a lot of people like to have it be like controversial um but i i like to paint things that make my soul feel good like we're all walking around dealing with so many like different heavy issues and it's like i don't want to paint that shit i want to paint stuff that makes me feel alive you know yeah yeah i was and i actually like wrote that down like do you like a lot of your pieces seem to be like culturally inspired yes um is there something about like our society now that like inspires that or do you do you think that absolutely i think that as 
black people, we should definitely study Africa um, and not have some like sensationalized cultural appropriation of Africa, because I, I do think that can happen if we're not respectful of their cultures, right? Because we are black people, but there are people who were born, you know, in the diaspora, and there are people who were born around the world. So, you know, as you're learning about Egypt, or as you're learning about Nigeria, or you're learning about South Africa, Liberia, Ethiopia, Eritrea, I think it's just really cool to see yourself, see yourself in these, like, beautiful, powerful images that represent life, you know, and not, like, always seeing images of like black people being incarcerated or the nanny or the slave or you know all these different like subservient aspects of like lower life you know the maid you know it's like no you are a goddess you are a god in your own right you are powerful you know kings queens you know it's all about how you carry yourself all black people are not kings and queens so let's <laughs> let, let's let's get that clear you know it's all about how you carry yourself and how you govern yourself right but i definitely think it's important to have beautiful images of us in powerful positions um kahinde wild is the artist who did the portrait for obama that is in the smithsonian museum and he said one of the most important quotes i think i've ever heard and it, he said art is about communicating power, and it's been that way for thousands of years. So church and state used to always have portraits, you know, kings, queens, the pope, um, you know, duchess, dukes, all these people. Um, but I think art should be available to everyone. Everyone should be able to appreciate art. Yeah. No, yeah, I think so. And I think that's really, really well put. And I think, so, okay, let me tiptoe into something a little controversial, yeah. because I like what you said. So. We, so what is something, oh God, please, please, people don't hate me for this. No, please say it. What is something that like, because I really do appreciate strong women and strong black women and strong black characters. I really do. Um, and so I think one of, one of the things of every now and then is there's a line mm. kind of, you know, it's like of how much can I appreciate before it becomes appropriation? Mm -hmm. um, so it's something that like, I wasn't going to get into this. Please. Um, but it's something that like, I think like me, like I absolutely like love Nicki Minaj and I'm being so serious. Like it's not like ever when she first came out in 2010 and we were just talking about her, I, I just felt this connection with her and, and I'm so serious. And, and I think it was so I like, I, I'm gay. And so I grew up gay, you know? So I think all of a sudden you have this woman in pop culture who is powerful and who is coming out and she says, she says things that women, do, you know, that society would say women don't normally say. Mm -hmm. She comes into a game that is predominantly male, male, mm -hmm. and she holds her own. And I think that a lot of a lot of gay people, especially like I think specifically like black gay men, mm. relate a lot with Nicki Minaj because of that. Mm. Because you have somebody coming up that's on the feminine aspect that that is a powerful person. Absolutely. So I think like for me, I've always really appreciated women like that. Like Rihanna, I've really appreciated. Um, uh, Kamala Harris. Mm -hmm. I really, really like Kamala mm -hmm. Harris a lot. Um, I just think, so what is something that in your opinion, you can't speak for everybody. Okay. But I think for me, like if I'm looking at and appreciating things like this, yes. at, at what point does it cross a line to where it's like, okay, you've taken it too far. That's a really great question. Um, just in Europe, you can't speak for opinion, everyone. Of but. course, of course. And I definitely love allies. So you're you're definitely an ally. You know oh, what I'm saying? You. you can definitely come to the cookout, you know, <laughs> as they say. You can definitely get a plate. You oh, know? thank you. Um, and one of those things 
that is really, really, really important for people to just understand with like cultural appropriation and white supremacy and all those different things is, you know, putting black people, black women um, in positions of power. So what you're doing right now with this microphone is very, very important. And it's through your actions. Right. So you are creating a space for all kinds of people. Right. Not just black people. But in this instance, we're talking about race. You are creating a space for me as a black woman to share my views, to be powerful. So that in itself, in that action, you're an ally. You're not, you're not oh, that's appropriating. Cr- thank you. You're not appropriating. Um, now, if you, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to be Nicki Minaj for Halloween. I'm not going to do blackface. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would never So do as that. long as you're not like in blackface, as long as you are not, you know, a caricature pretending to be black, as long as you're not saying the N word. You're free to study. Please, mm-hmm. please study black culture. I mean, it's not that hard because I think it's very it's, well, it's, it's very prominent. Yeah, it's especially prominent. we're in Atlanta. So it's, you know, pretty much like, you know, there's a lot of black culture here in Atlanta. Absolutely. Um, I think people in Atlanta, just by default, you kind of have to, if you live in the city, you, you can't come into the city and be At like, all. I don't want anything to do with that. It's like, well, you're in the wrong fucking city. Absolutely. You know? um, <laughs> But no, I think that it's, that's just like something for me because I just appreciate it so much. And I think I I appreciate powerful women and I think, and I hate going back to the gay thing again, but I think gay men really appreciate powerful women Absolutely, because women are the ones that are around us that we, I don't see, I don't want to say things and offend certain groups, but like I, I, we identify with them a little bit more. Um, I think at least I do. As opposed to like, you know, I identify with my mother more than I identify with my father and like mm-hmm. things like that. So mm-hmm. I look for like powerful women in culture and in art and I, mm-hmm. and I like things like that. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I like about your pieces is that you, it's very, it's kind of like the group that a lot of people don't necessarily pay that much, not pay that much attention to, but like that, that a group that needs to be empowered and people need absolutely. to recognize there's power in this community. Yes. You absolutely. know, I like, I really like that about your paintings. Thank you. Um, which I encourage everyone to go check them out. Yeah. Um, but, uh, sorry, that was just, I knew that was going to come up. And I, when I was on the way here, I was like, don't bring it up. And I, and I knew no, it was going to come up. No, absolutely. See, uh, one thing I'm very happy that you said that, and I'm very happy that you are comfortable with yourself to talk about your, um, influences and your struggles growing up as a gay man because no one should discriminate against anybody for their choices and I think that gay men really like ally around black women especially and I think that that can be a really thin line sometimes of like appropriating like black women and like maybe black black speech or like you know certain like caricatures and stuff like that but when I see an ally, I feel good. I'm like, wow, he's celebrating us. He's appreciating us. He's playing our music. So I think it's really important for everyone to create a space for like divine feminine to be appreciated in all of us. Every man, every woman has a feminine aspect within them. And the more that we can appreciate that, you know, gay, straight, black, white, the more that we will be able to grow. I think that this world needs a lot more feminine energy. I and think would, so too. And, <laughs> yeah, I think so too. And 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 a lot of things would be solved. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's like, you know, you we have this kind of like culturally, we have so many things that are changing, and so many groups of people that are being represented that represented that have never been represented before. Mm. Um, and I think it's a really cool time artistically, especially like with our society. You know, we've had we have a lot of a lot of little interest. I'll say that word interesting things going on in our society. Mm-hmm. So naturally, with that, you know, art imitates life. So mm-hmm. we have art that is being created that is really 
kind of making people think, yes. you know, about, yes. about things like that. What, what is it about your paintings that really, like, what do you want people to take away from your paintings? Like when, when someone looks at a piece of Kelly's work, yes. do you have a feeling that you necessarily want them to invoke or is there? I do. Um, when I first started painting, I wasn't really sure what my style was or what I wanted people really to feel. But as I'm growing more and more into my style, I'm realizing that I just want to connect with people's souls. I want to connect with like the highest version of yourself, your confident version, your happy version. When you look at my artwork, I want you definitely to question yourself and question how you relate to the artwork because it speaks to a lot of different people who, you know, through a lot of different backgrounds and a lot of different ways. And I really just want people to feel curious and just excited. You know, I want them, you know, to gasp. I want it to take their breath away and just to let them know, like, the same spirit that created this is inside of you, you know? Mm-hmm. Namaste, the light within you is the light within me. So I just want to create that connection between, like, everyone and how they feel about themselves and their most powerful selves. So, yeah. Yeah. That's really, that's so beautiful. Thank you. Um, I love you. <laughs> that's so beautiful. I'm in my feelings. Um, do you, okay, so here's another question that I wrote down too. These are good too. These are good um, questions. Thank you. I, I write them down and most of the time I don't even end up using half of them. Mm. And then sometimes I end up like going through all of them and being like, oh, like I didn't realize that we were even talking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, see, now, now you talk about the way that you want people to understand your art. Mm-hmm. Have you had any experiences or has art affected the way that you look at people? Have mm. you looked at art and said, hmm, that kind of changed my opinion on something? Or maybe what what are the types of feelings that you like to get when you look at art? Mm. I, I'd like to see new things. I like to see um, things interpreted in different ways. So my style is abstract and it's Afrofuturism. So it's a lot of different combination of styles. So my style is it's a combination of like African tribal gods, goddesses, sacred geometry, that thing. When I am looking at art that is not my own, it it can vary. You know, I like simplistic art. I do like art with detail, you know, not gonna lie. Mm -hmm. I like art that, you know, you can tell the artists put time and effort into it. Um, Yeah. So who are your, do you have any influences, like any classical influences that you really like? Very good question. Um, and I'm going to be real honest with you. Please do. Not really. Not really? Not really. No, I need mm-hmm. to do more art research. And I'm trying to like focus on that, like figuring out and studying like the greats so that I can understand what they've gone through and what I need to learn. Yeah. So I'm not even going to sit up here and be like, oh, I love Basquiat or <laughs> Michelangelo or Picasso, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, all the names that people know, which I have been influenced by their art because I've studied them. Um, but I don't think I have a, some like a group of favorites. Um, let's see. I was watching a documentary recently, and I was really inspired by her work. Okay, her name was I think Artemisia Daleski, um, and it was during the Medici time period, and she was a fantastic painter, and her father was a painter, and um, it was really really interesting how she put women in powerful positions. Um, so I really, really like her work. I've been really inspired by her work recently, but I need to do more research. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, and I think, I think you like having a sense of your own as an artist is, is tough enough, you know, as opposed to like studying a lot of other people's. So I think that's one thing that kind of like co- like college art students kind of get 
um, they miss a little bit. You know, people, oh God, I'm going to get in trouble again. Here we go. They're going to get mad at me. <laughs> um, but I think you spend a lot of time yeah. studying people. Mm. And I think a lot of times when, when it comes to being an artist, really the only person you need to study is yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and who you are and what you like to see. Mm-hmm. Um, because like I know I like to see color and things mm-hmm, like that so mm-hmm. I think if I were an artist I would want to paint something colorful and, yes but I mean I can't I can't do stick figures and shit so like I can't it we don't have a sip and paint yeah it just doesn't yeah I need to try we're or have someone something. like literally direct me and tell me how to do it right right um, <laughs> so what are your goals like where do you see yourself wow. in like five ten years okay. like where do, where do you want to be um, well, I definitely want to create a nice little hub here in Atlanta, you know, shake up the streets, do some murals, yeah. um, you know, get my art into some galleries, but I would, I would love to create, um, a community center where people can come and do art for free. So art therapy, um, maybe like yoga, sound healing. Cause I do believe my art is healing people. You know, it's definitely allowing people to see the beautiful aspect of life instead of this, you know, shitty version that a lot of us unfortunately have to go through. Um, so I definitely want to have a community center where anyone can come and create art. Anyone. You don't need money. You don't need anything. You can come in all day, probably probably like to like 8 p.m. Someone's there. Um, and artists that are local can come and like throw their artwork up and people can view them. There's going to be galleries, all kinds of like cool sculptures. And I think art is so, so, so important. Um for the community, especially for African-American communities, for them to discover themselves and to have fun, you know, and not worry about money, this, you know, the abuse that may be going on in their home or the dad that's in prison or the mom that's not there, you know what I mean? For them to come and go to a space where, you know, they can receive healing, knowledge, um, all those good things. I definitely want to have some international exhibits, mm-hmm. you know, maybe in Nigeria, you know, maybe Tokyo. Um, and throughout my art career, I want to do a lot of different things. I want to venture into fashion, um, and not just like paint on jackets, but I want to create a really, really cool style, maybe like really awesome dresses and, you know, chains and studs and ribbons, all that really cool stuff. Yeah. Um, at the end of my career, after I've traveled and I've, you know, received all of my awards. (laughs) (laughs) I, what I would really love to do is to <laughs> after you become so humble yeah I would love to teach um, children or you know it can go all the way up to being a college professor where I'm teaching art and I'm just teaching mm-hmm. them about the ways you can go about the business and how you can find your style and all those things so yeah that's what I would see like I think a lot of people a lot of artists don't a lot of where the disconnect is what you were mentioning before we started recording was that there's a business to art there's a business um so just like i think there is to anything you know like there's people that are making music and they love to make music but at Mm -hmm. the same time if you don't know anything about the music business then you you know you're gonna be left out yeah you're gonna be left out Mm -hmm. um so speaking of like the art business yes what now this is something i just talked to um the interview that is right before this one. I talked to a young painter named Haley um, and she was talking about, she curated a show um, and she mentioned something about like curators mm. um, and which I, are very vital assets to the art community. Mm-hmm. Curators. Yeah. And I, th- I think I need to speak with more curators, but um, is there, is there something, is there any issues that you ever have with like venues or yeah. like curators or sure. or people that are in the business side kind mm-hmm. of not 
understanding maybe like the artistic side of Absolutely. art. Absolutely. So, you know, yes, it's from my soul. Yes, I enjoy to do it, but it is labor. Um, I expect to get paid. Yeah. And um, I remember it was a company, I'm not going to say any names. Um, and basically they came to Atlanta, chose eight artists to do um, four murals, right? So uh, we each got paid $800 for four hours. Come to find out, the men got paid the night of the show, which is when all of us should have gotten paid, right? Yeah. So the men got paid the night of the show. And we were paired in two couples. There was a man and woman in each couple. And I'm talking to the girls the next day, like, hey, did y'all get paid? They're like, no. I'm like, why didn't you get paid? I'm talking to the guys, all, all of the men got paid. And so I'm, I'm with um, the director who found all the talent. I'm like, girl, did you get paid? She's like, no. I'm like, wow, okay, so something needs to happen. She hops on the phone with the guy. She's kind of like, hey, how's it going? You know, just trying to figure out why my girls didn't get paid, you know. And, and then he was like, oh, yeah, sorry, you know, I'll get into that. Hangs, hangs up the phone. I'm like, girl, no, you need to set fire to his ass. Yeah. I'm about to call him, and you can sit on the phone with me, and we're going to figure out how this is all going because we all need to get those we we all need that money in the bank now right yeah. so i call him and i'm like yeah how you doing um i was told that we were going to get paid that night and all of the men were paid so i'm just trying to figure out what the problem is who do i need to speak to why you know is there a discrepancy in who is getting paid and what's happening i think that's very unfair i'm not sure what's going on with your company who's the president of your company i need to speak to a lawyer what's happening when am i gonna girl he just yeah. like he was just like okay listen yeah what what's your paypal and i was like yeah this is my paypal and this is all the other girls paypal everybody got paid and i'm like yeah girl you can't as a even in as a woman especially um and you're and you're doing business a lot of women don't want to seem bitchy yeah you don't want to seem uh and and, and uh, you have to step up you have to speak up for yourself you have to set boundaries and you have to let people you can be friendly i'm super friendly but i'm not stupid okay mm -hmm. i want my money period and i need it now <laughs> and i need um, it now. No, well, that's just so crazy to me that it's like in this day and age, literally, like it, it, it's like literally the men got paid and the women didn't. It's like it's like who is, all of the men who is directing this operation. That's like, yeah, guys, just pay the guys and see if the girls notice. They won't notice. You know, you know, like all y'all, like you're all sitting down, like girl, I don't even care if I didn't get paid. Like my hair looked good that day. Like no, I, I need my money. <laughs> right. um, bitch, better have my money. Right, and, um, um, and and like you know, dealing with people. Um, like different art shows and like different galleries. Cause I get a lot of different opportunities. People approach me and it, it, the energy's off. They're, they're not necessarily interested in me, but they understand that my artwork could make them money. I'm not interested in that at all. Mm -hmm. If me and you can't sit down and have a conversation like this, if I can't like it, it we don't have to be best of friends, right? Cause it, this is business, but I want to be able to know that you're actually showing an interest in me and not just trying to profit off of me. Yeah. Cause I'm not, I'm not going to do things just for I'm not here for you to pimp me out. At yeah. all. I turn down commissions. I turn down shows. I turn down things all the time because it doesn't fit with my brand. I can't invite you to do other things with me. And like, I, I, there's no room for confusion. I don't want any confusion. I don't want any gray areas. I value myself. That's, that's number one. And I think it's good for other artists to value themselves as well and to ask for what they want. If you want to sell a painting for 
200 sell it for 200 300 2000 it's worth what you put on it you know so Mm -hmm. yeah no and i think that's it's a a lot of people i think too like especially like with myself like when when you're starting something when you're coming up and it's new you know you just probably take every opportunity you can get which is a lot of times like you know kind of like the whole paying dues things like a lot of times you kind of have to do suffer through like the shit shows and you know whatever but i think also having a concept of like this is what I will and will not tolerate. Yes. And this is what I expect and what I do not expect. Yes. You know, and I think that's really important. And I think for for this discrepancy between men and women is it's like you have a man who comes in and is aggressive and, and is, you know, and he's a bo- he's like he's a boss. Right. Like this guy, ha- and this is literally a Nicki Minaj quote, mm-hmm. he's a boss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you have a yeah. woman come up and do the same thing and she's a bitch. Right. You know, and it's like you don't want to work with her because she's difficult or blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that too. Mm-hmm. I'm, you, you have to be okay with people not liking you. You have to be okay with it. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're putting your work out, not everyone's going to like that either. Exactly. You know? um, and I said, I was talking with, I hate to bring a previous interview again, but I was talking to Haley and I said, you know, you're your own worst critics. And she was like, I don't think so. Like there's some people out there who probably are a worse critic of my art than I am. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I was like, I never thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. You know, I, of course we're critical of everything, but there's always somebody who's going to be like, this shit's not right. This shit's not right. Mm-hmm. This shit's not right. Mm-hmm. You know, but. Like, I remember I brought my artwork somewhere and someone was like, oh, that's fake. What do you mean it's fake? Like yeah. you didn't paint it? Right, exactly. Like, oh, there's no way. I'm like, it's my artwork, girl. Like, I don't carry fake artwork. You know, I'm passionate about it. This is my artwork. People, people, it's so interesting. I don't know. Were you, why were you insulted think, or were you like? No, nah, it, it was cool. It was cool. So I think I would be like, thank you. Yeah, right. I, I, it was, it was that. But then it was just like, it's weird. I don't know. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, girl. <laughs> she's like you know who you are <laughs> no shade right no shade no shade um but a little bit of shade um <laughs> maybe a light breeze yeah. um <laughs> but um but no that's funny and i think like this world so there's this whole um uh, art scene that i'm just now getting into and realizing in atlanta um i guess i've just not been paying attention um you know, and now that I am paying attention, it's like a, a whole new world. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this whole art scene in Atlanta mm-hmm. um, that's really cool. And even when I was driving here, driving through like South Atlanta, there's so much like once you pass like the Mercedes Benz Dome, like there's so much. It's literally like the sides of the streets mm-hmm. are all it's color. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. like there's paintings and there's mm-hmm. like, you Murals. know, there's the mural. Yeah, everywhere. Yes. And, and I think you go to like South Atlanta, you go to. I'm hold on. I'm doing the north, south, east, west thing right now because I'm like, which direction is it? Like when you go towards like East Atlanta, there's a lot of art over there. Mm-hmm. When you go in town, like, and if you're not familiar with Atlanta, I'm sorry, but like the Enman Park area, like Absolutely. the Old Fourth Ward, Edgewood, like yeah, neighborhoods like that. Five points. Yeah, little five, and there's mm-hmm. art everywhere. Yes. Um, it's kind of like how can you drive through this city and look mm-hmm. at that and not think like, oh, there must be creative people here. Yes. You know. Absolutely. Um. I, I think we just have to stop and, and realize that it, it's, first of all, Atlanta is such a beautiful city. Um, and we also have to be intentional about where we're placing our energy and what we want to find out. You know, if you're an intellectual, um, if you're a hustler, you're bound to run into an artist here. Um, if you own any kind of business, I don't care if it's, you know, a comedy club, restaurant, uh, you know fashion house you're bound to run into artists we all like congregate together it's a very 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 small and tight-knit community that's always growing 
And I'm just really grateful to be able to be here and to be inspired by the artwork here, to just meet everyone who's just so willing to share information with you. Atlanta is such a powerful city. And I think it's really cool that you mentioned that because I think that there's a really awesome like renaissance kind of thing yeah. happening here where, you know what I mean? People are creating podcasts. They're creating short films about the artwork here. They're doing all kinds of things that are focusing on the heartbeat of Atlanta, which is artists. Yeah. We create this city. I mean, even, and you know, when it started like almost 20 years ago now with like the music revolution that kind of started down here, I think that it's, and I'm not to just sit and brag about the city, but um, I think (laughs) that it's like, yeah, me too. It's so interesting. And I've been to a lot of other places and and it's so interesting because you have this community, Mm -hmm. uh, which is almost full, pretty much full. Mm -hmm. Um, but you have this this area and it's such a it's such a small town mm-hmm. but it's such a big city mm-hmm. you know and it's so interesting and everybody you know when i go out places i, I see someone that i like oh i know you from x y and z you know and it's just weird i just feel like you don't you like places like new york or la like you might not exactly experience things mm-hmm. like that i don't know maybe you do mm-hmm. but i just feel like in atlanta it's just so much different yes. um you get that home feeling and yeah. you get that big city feeling yeah so and then every now and then you'll hear you'll hear like an accent that's just like straight out of the boondocks and right like, you know and <laughs> but i mean it's i love it's, it yeah i mean it's it's a it's a really really cool place to be and i think like artistically it's really good for film yes. it's really good for music it's really good for like artists that i'm starting to notice i think that that's the next big wave of things to come out of Atlanta Absolutely. we had music in the early 2000s right now they're shooting so many films here mm-hmm. and I think that kind of the next wave in the next couple of years I think like the artists from Absolutely. Atlanta like the painters and the sculptors and um the curators and and you know everybody in the artistic community here I think that it's like I think there's about to be a revolution Absolutely. here. Absolutely and especially really for um African-American artists who are here because Atlanta is black Hollywood. Atlanta is one of the first places where we've had first our first, you know, HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities where, you know what I'm saying, that have pushed out greats, you know, Martin Luther King Jr., everyone, um, has really like, this hub here is just such a creative center of just brilliant people. And yeah, I love it. I just wanna encourage artists to continue to create, continue to, just push boundaries and just continue to put yourself out there as nerve wracking as it feels, you know, if you've gone through anxiety, depression, cause I've had my own mental health battles as well. Oh yeah, me you know? too. Mm-hmm. And it, it frequents the creative art community. Um, just keep going, just putting one foot in front of the other. Cause that's how you're going to make it. Yeah, I think so. Is there any, like, other than what you just said, is there any like kind of like advice you would say to someone who's like, I like, I kind of like what I'm doing. I like, I like seeing the shows and I like the paint. I like the art. I want to be a part of that. Like, is there anything that you would say to somebody like that? Just start conversations with people. Don't be afraid to just walk up to somebody and ask them, hey, what's going on with you? Did you create that? Wow, what inspired that? Um, I was at a meeting last night and um, he was talking about the difference, you know, between leaders and leaders. He was talking about how they always ask the right questions. They're always in the right circles at the right time. And um, you have to break through that communication barrier and you have to be able to network with people because that is the number one key is just network. Yeah. Network, network, network. And, you know, be yourself. You know, you don't have to be any version of anything that you think you have to be. Like, 
just be authentically you and and pe- I, people can tell yeah you know when someone's genuine and when someone's not genuine. yes absolutely you can tell. absolutely yeah it reflects in your work it reflects in the way you talk in the way you speak it's only a certain matter of time when that wall is going to come crashing down and you're gonna be like oh shit i just put on a show yeah it's like oh wait now what would this person do you know yeah. this person that you've created yes um and also i think like art shows there's got to be i i really i want to change something okay and people I don't know what how people feel about this, but because okay. I literally have only been to like a handful of art shows, and okay. whatever. But I think something that you're needs gonna to come change, to more. I, I'm gonna come to more absolutely because our art shows are it's creative people in one place. It's you know, so it's like fun. a hub. Yes. So it's like it's really interesting, and I think one thing that what, that I want to see more at an art show is involvement with. Um, the people that are there viewing with the artist. I mean, I think it's like, you, because I, I, I have this thing where I go to art shows and I'll look at a group of people or I'll mm. look at a person and I'm like, mm-hmm. they look interesting or they look appealing to me or something. I would like to talk to them. And, you know, I'm not trying to like hook up with them or anything. That's not For what sure. I mean. I mean, like, I just want to have a conversation with them. They look like somebody interesting that I would want to talk to. Mm. But it's like, I don't have you know, I don't feel comfortable because I'm like, I don't want to just walk up to like Joe Schmo and be like, mm. hey, what's up, man? Like, I, you look like somebody mm. that I want to talk to. You know, mm. I feel like there okay, should so be me, more involvement. Absolutely. But let me just say this to everyone out there. If there is an artist and they're standing next to their artwork, they're, they are extremely socially awkward most of the time. They want you to come speak to them. Yeah. They want you to come say, Thank hey. you for telling me that. <laughs> Cause I'm like, did they hate me or like, yeah, no, they definitely want to interact with you. The, any, any artist is waiting for the opportunity to speak from their heart and speak with anyone who resonates with their soul. So, and, and the party atmosphere can kind of be interesting. You know, the, it is kind of clicky. Um, some people may, you know, hold up the wall. They may, you know, stand around. There might not be a lot of conversations going on, but, um, if you see an artist at a show or, or a vendor, um, cause at art shows, there are a lot of different vendors with fashion, you know, homemade products all natural soaps things like that just go talk to them about their experiences you know they definitely want somebody to talk to yeah i mean or else they wouldn't be there they wouldn't be there Mm -hmm. um and another thing that i've learned is you know as an artist when i used to go to shows for some reason in my heart i felt like i had to talk to everyone but it's like you know calm down you're gonna meet who you need to meet. Yeah, you know what I mean. The universe will put that in your in your path if if you wanted yes, to. Yes, absolutely. And the universe is always working in our favor. Mm-hmm. Always. That's beautiful, yeah. Kelly. It's been so much. So we, I haven't seen you in a couple of years, and I haven't seen you since we worked at Red Lobster. Well, and no, no, no. That's a lie. I saw you before and that. And Vinings. But yeah, and Vinings. I saw you a couple of times. But, but we're clicking. Like souls meet each other, and I know you. You know, mm-hmm. I know you. You're fam. That's so pretty. Thank you're you coming. So much. You're coming to the cookout. <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll like, I'll, I'll, I don't know what I'll bring, but I'll bring something. Like, I probably shouldn't cook, but Man. you know, if you need me to buy some cokes or something, then like, I'm totally down for that. Um, I got you. I'm very proud of you. But anyway, thank you. I'm so proud of you too, Kelly. And thank you, darling. We'll, we're gonna hear from you again. Thank you so much. Yay. <laughs>